So how do you attract new business so you constantly don't have to chase it? Hi, I'm Mike Cuevas, the Real Estate Marketing Dude, and this podcast is all about building a strong personal brand people have come to know, like, trust, and most importantly, refer. But remember, it is not their job to remember what you do for a living, it's your job to remind them. Let's get started. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Market A Dope Podcast. Uh, folks, we're going to be talking about some outside-the-box shit today. And really, um, what we're going to talk about is something I've been working on personally. I know Trevor's working on some stuff. He's going to share with it. But we're going to introduce to you guys on this show a model that I think every real estate agent and investor will have in the future. I don't think there's any more options around it. I think what is coming down the pipeline we only have so many different ways to compete. And when realtors and investors work together, you actually can take down the big Goliath of fucking Zillow yep. and all these damn eye buyers. Because let's face it, what how are I don't understand how it I'm looking, I get you guys, we have clients all over the country. We're, we're scripting, creating content. The number one issue I'm getting, and the number one question is I need a seller lead generation system, Mike. Well, guess what? You know what a seller lead generation system is? There's two ways to get there. One, it's either you create a lot more attention, you become more popular on your brand, you hire a real estate marketing dude. Let us blow your shit up. But the other option is you got to chase motivated sellers, right? So why are real estate investors getting so, they'd have no problem getting listings, but then every real estate agent out there is like, well, I, I got no listings. I'm stuck with buyers. And it's like World War III out there because I'm getting killed submitting yep. these offers and people are burning out. Folks, you got to work smarter. Real estate investors are still buying properties for pennies on the dollars, yet realtors can't get listings. And mm -hmm. the only difference between them is the marketing and the targeting and the offer. So real estate investors are really good at targeting motivated sellers and then creating an offer or a solution for them. And then a certain percentage of them respond. It's called marketing and lead generation. So we have to start thinking outside the box. We're going to introduce you guys and I'm going to, this is something I've been working on. We're going to be launching um, a course for all of you guys on this soon. And it's going to be exactly how to adapt this model because I'm telling you guys, this is what is coming down the pipe. So who we have uh, on the show today has been on before. Um, CEO owner of carrot.com. If you guys have not known about carrot, it's probably one of the top content marketing websites in the real estate industry. They speak our language. They know exactly, uh, they believe in content. So we're in for a doozy today. So without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce our guest, Mr. Trevor mock of carrot carrot or Trevor say what's <laughs> up and give everybody a hello real quick. Mike, man, I appreciate the, the welcome back dude. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped to be on here with everyone on the real estate marketing dude podcast, man. Why don't you tell everybody uh, your investor background, real estate background, a little bit about Carrot, because it's relevant um, to our conversation here today. Dude, cool. So uh, where, where I'm going to start, I'm going to start where you left off there, talking about the seller lead so people know uh, why I think you guys get a ton of value out of this episode. So we work with our clients to, to get highly motivated seller leads. They also get buyers and other types of things, but motivated sellers is what we focus in on. And like you'd mentioned, Mike, um, we primarily work with real estate investors, about 7,000 real estate investors that work with us today on a given basis. Uh, a lot of our clients control Google in almost every single market in the country um, to get motivated seller leads. And we work with about five to 600 real estate agents and well over a thousand what we call hybrids. You know, it's the person who's the investor who's got the license also or the agent who's also an investor. Um, and so our clients generate uh, upwards of about 80 to 90,000 leads a month, including phone call leads, about 70,000 of those 60,000 are just web submits. So someone who actually went on a website and submitted a form. 
Uh, and the majority of those leads that come in are inbound. So the person's actually seeking you out and the majority are sellers. And so we'll kind of talk about uh, how we help people do that in this, in this market right now, like you talked about where inventory is low. Um, dude, so I got my start in real estate. The brief version of it is in college, uh, literally Carlton Sheets stuff, you know, like Carlton Sheets, the, the OG um, TV infomercial guy. Uh, my dad had, had bought that course and told me, if you do this and buy a property with this, because I, I had voiced interest in getting into real estate when I was in college. I didn't have any money, though, didn't have any credit. And so I just started reading stuff online before podcasts were really a, a big thing. And I ended up buying that first rental property, literally using the Carlton Sheets course, no money down thing, at four unit property, still on that property today. And since then, I've bought and, uh, bought and held other properties over time. Um, but what I shifted over to, this was in 2008 through 10, was I realized for me that I didn't want to be in real estate for my day-to-day -day work. Um, there's active income and then there's wealth and passive income. And I want to make sure that the work I'm doing active income wise, I'm passionate about, gives me energy. Um, I want to wake up and innovate there. And then I use real estate as a way to build wealth and passive income. And I've been doing that for years. So uh, in 2008 through 10, man, that's when I found the internet uh, for other spot, other reasons other than school work and school papers and stuff. And since then, man, I've, I've really honed the skill of how do you get a website that actually converts really well, not just a website that's online, but we call them authority hubs. Now, how do you turn your website into an authority hub? So it converts way better, uh, both visitor to lead and lead to customer. Um, and then next is how do we attract the highest margin deals and the best leads? Uh, so they're way more motivated and they uh, convert way better. So you can actually get much fewer leads and do more deals, do more business. And we'll kind of jump into it, but the hybrid model that we talked about where the agent is also an investor or can deliver an offer or partners with an investor who can, and then, or in the investor has a license, guys, you're actually able to close far more deals now with those same leads uh, and increase your income dramatically. So what we're talking about is monetizing every situation, uh, mm -hmm. folks, because like we all have to have a cash buyer in our back pocket. The only reason why the leads generate is because there's only one offer you can ever make to a seller that they actually respond to. And that's going to be, I'll buy your house as is close on your timeline, pay no commissions. Yep. And um, um, it's really fucking easy. So sellers who are motivated typically want a fast solution. That's why that marketing still works. It's not that um, nothing's changed really in the marketing, maybe the delivery of the message, but I buy houses is always the offer. The problem is, is that so many real estate agents always are in the mindset of like, oh my God, highest and best, highest and best. Folks, when you're dealing with motivated sellers, highest and best is the least of their concerns. I could promise yep. you that. Yep. Um, and not at, we're, we're trained as real estate professionals to always be like, oh, highest and best, everyone's highest and best. No, people want the problem solved, the solution solved. And in this market, you have people who can't buy and sell at the same time. There's yep. an investor offer need there, okay? There's uh, people that are stuck, um, that are just maybe lost their job, whatever it may be, it doesn't matter. But what we're getting at is that regardless of how you chop it up and regardless of where you're at in the country, real estate investors probably convert 8% of the appointments that come in. Is that a fair statement? So out yeah, of a hundred deals, maybe eight deals, probably even less than that. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So the, it depends on the lead source, right? So here, here's some kind of good rules of thumb for you guys. If you're going out for motivated house sellers and, and this is conversion rates to uh, an acquisition to like a contract, not to, who else might then want to list? So that, that's on top of this conversion Correct. rate. If you're doing cold calling, now it's going to be about one in 50 to one in 60 leads 
uh, you, you're actually talking to a person, you have a conversation, one in 50 to 60, then we'll turn into a deal. Uh, if you're doing uh, radio and TV, it's around the same thing, one in 60 or so, we'll turn into a deal. It's a lot less targeted, higher volume. Uh, direct mail, it's around the one in 30 to one in 40. So if you're sending out direct mail pieces that say, hey, uh, if you're looking to sell your house, we buy, we buy cash, we buy for cash. It's about one in 30 to one in 40, those leads will turn into a deal. Um, Google pay-per-click is going to be about one in 15 to one in 20. You can get way better ratios, but I'll see higher too, but that's an average. Um, Facebook ads for sellers is right around the same thing. One in 15 to one in 30. It's a little bit broader range because uh, oftentimes Facebook is less targeted and then organic. So someone doing a Google search and then landing on a website that, that converts high, that's an authority hub, like we call it. It's a website on steroids, essentially. It's about one in eight to one in 15. Uh, we'll turn into a deal there. And what the difference folks here is intent. Yep. Um, the, you're targeting and all of these sources work. It's just a difference right. of, of how you do it. So um, let's get back into the hybrid models to close the loop cool. on that. What we're saying here, folks, is um, hybrid model is having multiple options for multiple seller, for any seller. So we're building these all over the country for people. Like people are coming to us like, hey, I need to create a hybrid model. And then we're building the brand, we're building the program, and then we're putting in all the pieces. And what they're doing is they're saying, okay, here's my cash offer, which could be you or it could be an investor partner you have. Yep. The investor partner you have will be your biggest source of listings throughout the year when you find the right one, because mm -hmm. it's all about turning the turndowns into listings because not every single person in the world is going to take the investor offer. Most of them do not. But the investor now has a seller that they have nothing to do with. Mm. Traditionally, they would throw them away, right? <laughs> Just big, yep. all right, this didn't work for us. But you guys, those are live listing leads. So here's how a conversion takes place in reality when you actually show up to the property. Mm -hmm. Hey, Trevor, um, I see your house here is, you know, your house is probably worth $420,000. Um, but I could only buy it for 375,000 because I'm an investor and it's the only way I make a profit. And I understand you think your house that is worth $420,000 today is really, you want 475, but um, I can't give it to you. And I can tell you that you can't do that on the market either. Mm. If you want 475, Trevor, what you need to do is you need to go up and get rid of those Corian countertops and replace them with granite. Then yep. I need you to get rid of that old ass shag carpeting and put in some hardwood floors and let's stain that mocha. And let's paint the walls gray. The problem is, is that you need about 15 to 20 grand to get this done. Mm. Trevor, do you have that money? I, I, I don't. That's why I'm selling my house. Well, all right. Well, I have a couple options. We have sources, guys, that'll lend the funds for people so they could fix their house up before they sell it. Mm -hmm. Right. And when you're offering a seller, here's a cash offer. I could list it. Here's where you're at or I can stage it and fix it up, or I can lend you the money on top of it. You're giving them four different options. Yep. You're going to monetize one of them. Nothing converts better at a seller appointment other than saying, look, here's my offer, but it's probably not the best for you based on what you're seeing. If you want mm -hmm. to do this, here's what you got to do. That yep. converts like 80% of the time. Oh, dude, dude 100%. And, and using that last number, you gave the 80%. So if people want to know, you know, what leads they're giving up. And, and also this isn't just about putting more money in your pocket, right? Uh, and I've been saying this for years. We, we've been preaching the, the hybrid thing for, for three years now. And agents have been pushing it away, pushing it away, pushing it away. The funny thing is right now, uh, not all agents, the smart ones adopted it, but right now where inventory is so low, now you're seeing people coming in in droves and go, oh, I get what you've been saying for the past three years. Yep. And so when, when, you're, when you're marketing for motivated house sellers, the, hey, we'll make you a cash offer. It's what your iBuyers are doing right now, open door offer pad. 
uh, 80% or so are not going to want to take that offer, right? They're going to want retail. And, and uh, the traditional agent will have the, the argument that you had mentioned earlier, Micah, we'll shoot its highest and best. And let me walk you guys kind of through this scenario on where and why the wholesale side of the industry exists and why it's a, a good, healthy part of the industry. I think over the years, the traditional real estate uh, uh, side of the industry has really painted this black brush on the wholesale side. It's, it's almost like I was talking with an amazing agent that I love a couple of years ago, and uh, we were having a discussion and they said, isn't that the underbelly of real estate? And I said, no, it's not at all. Like that's part of what makes part of the real estate market work. And uh, the same way it makes it work in the car industry. So if you go to buy a new car at the car lot, uh, what, what happens every single time, they always ask you, do you have a, a car to trade in? And most of the time we're going to say, yeah. And then they're going to give us an offer. We know full well that the offer they're giving us is lower than I could sell it for on Craigslist. But then what goes through my mind is, oh my gosh, well, I would have to list it on Craigslist and take the pictures and get it all cleaned up and probably detailed. And then who knows gonna who's going to show up at my house to drive this thing. Then they got to do a test drive. Am I going to be in the car with them? Do I want to be in the car? Are they going to kidnap me? Uh, I, I don't want to negotiate with the person back and forth. Then there's the title. Like there's all these things. And you go, well, I'll totally take you a 15K, even though I know I could sell it for 20 or 20, 22. And uh, we don't bat an eye at that. And the real estate agents don't bat an eye at that. They trade their car, car in all day long. That's the wholesale side of the, the car industry. And the exact same thing happens in real estate. It's for speed and convenience. If you want speed and convenience, which that's why you trade in vehicles, it's done now. I can sign up a paper and it's convenient for me. I'm willing to take a shave on equity. That's exactly what house, happens with houses. Uh, dude, let me literally read this text message that I got today, uh, 9, 9.34 a.m. from Robert Grand. He's one of our hybrid uh, agent investors. Uh, he came aboard Carrot a few years ago and he uses Carrot for all of his online leads. And this was an online lead that came in and he said, uh, this is this is a cool reason why the agent investor hybrid model works so well. Uh, a guy asked for a cash offer. I, I asked the situation. I lead with the fact cash isn't what he needed. Like you had mentioned earlier, Mike, because you want to you're you're being honest. Like, hey, that's you want to talk him out of it. Exactly. Uh, so uh, even though that's where you're probably going to make the most money, but you want to build trust. You want, you're helping serve the seller, right? Yep. Um, I asked the situation, asked the lead. Uh, I, I told him that cash offer wasn't what he needed. He needed us to solve the problem for an ex-girlfriend refusing to vacate the house. So motivated seller. That's probably not one that an agent could even try to sell. So that's, that's a house sitting off would, market right now. She wouldn't even let the showings happen. No, dude. So that's yeah. a house sitting off market that an agent could not even sell. And part of the reason the hybrid model works so well or why investors are, are necessary is we take properties that are not good on, on off the market and we bring them on market. We fix them up. I've got four flips going on with Adrian on my team right now in Wilmington, North Carolina that are were taken that were way lower value. We're adding a ton of value and we're selling them with the real estate agent. So we're not competing. We're giving that darn deal to the agent at a much higher value than the property would have been before. And so he says, I said, let's get you the Mac money on this. I don't know what that means. And, and list the home. Oh, so get you the most money and list the home, right? Uh, we went through how I will get her out of the property. Um, I said, I'll also present you with the cash offer. I explained what that would look like. He, he had them both. And I said, let's chat after you have thought about it for the night. He just called, and this is this morning, and said he signed the cash offer deal. He appreciated the honesty and for looking out for uh, his best interest. He didn't want to wait three to four months for 
to find the buyer. That would happen quick in this market, but to get the buyer's financing to go through inspection and have a buyer back out potentially and whatever would happen, have to ev evict the person, right? He didn't want to wait three to four months for the sale and having to deal with the ex. I even said, uh, please reconsider. Let me handle that and list it on the market. He said, nope, I'm good with the cash. Here's the details. $300,000 cash. He will resell it at $450,000. He's going to do some fix up. So he as the hybrid agent investor didn't make two and a half percent on that. I was looking at a, a thread the other day in lab code agents and, and, and people are talking about how, especially in this market, buyers, agents, commissions are getting scrunched because it's so easy to sell right now. Yep. Uh, KB homes, dude, they're giving like one and a half percent for buyers agents now. And so with this agent, he didn't make two, three, three percent on this thing. He made, he's going to make a hundred thousand dollars profit on the deal while solving this person's problem better than they ever could have solved it. And, and they're going to thank him for it. And What's gonna, that? And they're going to love him for it. Yep, exactly. And he's still going to list it, right? So here's the list detail, six and a half percent listing fee. Uh, his side gets four and a half percent. Buyer side gets two and a half percent. Um, he, he said, I've decided on those hybrids. If they have any sort of complexity, um, I need to be paid for my problem solving skills. And that's what's happening here yeah. is when you're an agent, uh, oftentimes you get, an agent will get ragged on, well, shoot, why are people negotiating down my fee? And you'll see all these threads about people kind of defending their fee. What I want to challenge agents to do is add more value. Yeah. How do you add even more value? How do you solve the complex problems? Just like he said, I need to get paid for my problem solving skills. Yes. What's crazy is in this market, most agents are listing for two to two and a half percent. Either way, I would have won this deal because I looked out for his best interest, not mine. Guys, that right so, there is hybrid. Yep. And he tripled his income last year by doing this. Couple uh, components we got to add on, dig deep on that. Uh, one was, here's where you start. Like, I, everyone's going to need to do this. Like, come on. Like, mm -hmm. did we sell you on this yet? Because we shouldn't have to. Like, no. this is just no brainer. This, this should sell itself, guys. But ultimately, here's where it starts. It starts with your mindset because that dude said serve like four times in his tax. He didn't say sell once. He said serve. Well, yep. I, I presented a lot of problems. So here's a yep. really good way that um, you guys may or may know this dude, Billy Jean, mm -hmm. describes this in his, I don't know if it's on one of his training courses or not, but this is the way that it, it stuck in my head. So I'm just going to steal his words, uh, give him credit for it. But he says, you get paid in uh, comparison with um, the overall value you create. So for, he uses the example of a maid service. Yep. He's like, so you go in San Diego right here and there's, there's no shortage of maids. And because there's so many damn maids, that's why they only demand $10 an hour or $12 an hour. But if there's only one maid in all of San Diego, she could, he or she can probably charge what fucking three grand because there's not, there's a lack of them. So he go, he goes, you get paid based upon your ability to solve problems, period. That's why doctors make a lot of money. That's why, um, attorneys make more money. That's why all of these professions that you see make a lot of money. You'll notice that there's not as many people that do the same profession. Well, that's yep. why they make more money because they're higher in demand. So take that same concept and go back to the, the real estate office. Here's what most agents do. All right. So I'm going to list your house for sale. I only have one option, one option, and it's going to be my way or the highway motherfucker. Do you want to take yep. my advice or not? Because if you don't shit or get off the damn pot, <laughs> I'm yeah. taking a 6% listing. I don't care that I'm only going to put it on the MLS and it's going to sell in my sleep, but yeah. um, you guys, <laughs> options, multiple seller options for multiple reasons. We are no longer in sales. If you still think you're in sales, you're going to be out of business in three years. I guarantee you mm -hmm. that because you can no longer sell. You have to serve. It's the only way to move forward. Yeah. And 
if we don't offer these options and you don't have iBuyers in your market yet, I guarantee you they're fucking on their way there. They're already Dude. pretty planning it. And with the iBuyers, they're going, they have more money than us. Mm -hmm. They are going to have better marketing than us. They're going to reach more people than us. How do you compete? Well, you do, you have a better offer. Yep. Yep. Dude, hundred percent. And there might be a lot of agents on here listening and saying, well, shoot, you know, what, what does this mean to uh, the real estate agent profession? So for, for me, and, and this is my opinion, I, I don't know where you are on it, Mike. I don't feel real estate agents are going away anytime soon. No, no, no differently than stockbrokers didn't go away in the eighties when uh, all the deregulation and regulation happened after the, the, the stock crash, the stock market crashed in the late eighties. Uh, dude, there was everybody saying stockbrokers, stockbrokers are dead at that time uh, because <clears throat> you had to go through a stockbroker to sell or buy a stock uh, up until about you know, 1990, 1993. You had to pick up a phone. You had to make a call, say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Stockbroker, can you buy or sell this many stocks for me? It's inefficient. And any markets that have high inefficiencies that impact the end client, whether it's it costing the client more money or more time, those inefficiencies will get solved with technology and with other innovations. And so in that time, in the late 80s, early 90s, the inefficiency had caught up with the problem and technology had caught up at that time to where stock market crash happened. It impacted so many um, people that were buying and selling stocks because of the inefficiency. And then technology caught up, deregulation happened, and all of a sudden your E-Trades, your Charles Schwab's hit the internet. And that did attract a ton of people online, right? A lot of people cut the broker right out of the, out of the middle. And they said, cool, I'm just going to sign up for this thing online. I'm going to manage it myself, pay way lower trade fees, not have to go through the hassle of picking up the phone, not having to go through this gateway or toll gate because this person has a license. And that person thought, well, shoot, I'm, I'm going to be making money forever because I've got the license. The person has to work with me to, to, to make the sale or purchase. And what ended up happening instead, Mike, was was stockbrokers didn't go away. They just shifted, right? A lot of them did go away. Like literally, I, I was saying this four years ago. I was saying, guys and gals, what's going to happen in the real estate industry is exactly what happened in the stock market is where the ones who didn't want to shift were phone center, call center employees for Charles Schwab within a year. Okay, those ones who didn't want to shift were, were call center employees. Um, and then a year ago, Zillow announces, you know, pretty much they're going to build a call center of real estate agents and now they're a broker. So that's yeah. all coming to fruition. Um, the ones who won after that shift are the ones who shifted. It's the ones who said, let me specialize. Let me solve problems in a greater way. Let me not just do stocks, but I'm going to do insurance. I'm going to do planning, wealth planning. And that's when your certified you know, financial planner designations popped up, registered investment advisor desi designations popped up. Those people are doing better than ever because they're solving the overall problem, which is how do we help you get to your end goal, which is more wealth. Uh, rather than just saying, I've got a license, I'm going to stand between you and the thing you want, which is a stock. Um, and that same thing with real estate, guys. The agents who say, I've got a license, I'm standing between you and the MLS, and that's my value. And yeah, I'm adding a little bit more value and things like that. Those ones are going to become call center employees for Zillow or step out of the industry in the next three to five years. The ones who shift, and one of those shifts could be hybrid. And the other shift is adding value through better content, through building authority online, rather than just, um, just having the license. There's multiple ways for you guys to win. I don't think agents are going away. Um, I think a lot will go away because they're not willing to shift. Some will do better than ever. 
Um, I think over 50% of houses 10 years from now are still going to be sold by agents on the MLS. Um, but you're going to see more and more houses get sold directly as the iBuyers make direct house buying more mainstream. Yep. I would agree with all of that. Um, the only thing I would say is you say you don't think agents are going away. I think they're going to get cut in half. I yeah. think there's going to be a lot of go away, but I think you're right. They're going to all go start working for Redfin and Zillow. Uh, the ones who are there. Um, but, and here's the biggest caveat in all this is like, the ones who aren't going to change are the ones who have been in it the longest. Mm, yep. yep. <laughs> you fucking dinosaurs. You guys are not going to change. Um, like you're going to sit there and you're going to be reluctant to it. And you have to fight that because mm-hmm. it's so easy to be comfortable. I made the biggest mistake of my career going all in on short sales and failing to adapt back. Mm. And I'll admit it. It took me a year and a half just to get back my residential business because I went so deep in the short sales and made so much money that I never thought I had to change. And it was my own yep. fucking ego telling me that I'm the shit. I don't need, no, don't let your ego get in the way like mine did. And I almost got me bankrupt. Right. So you have mm. to not let that ego get in the way and you don't dictate what people want. The market does. That's what always happens. Yep. And what they're saying right now is I want multiple options. Mm, Yep. Right. hundred percent. You mentioned something else. Um, Yep. Offered content. There's two ways to differentiate yourself. And I don't mean to cut you off, but no, you're good. Offer and content offer is hybrid model, right? Do things better, create a better mousetrap. But then you also mentioned content and brand. And I agree Mm. with that. Um, It's what we do, Mm. but talk more about that because you might have an offer to get people to your site, but you've also said you're like the conversion master of sites. So what gets someone to convert? Like it's, you could get someone to make the, getting the phone to ring is not the hard part. It's getting them to sign on the line that is dotted. Yep. So what is that? And walk us through it. Dude, there's, there's a few things and I can kind of verbalize, uh, hopefully create a picture for you guys of what one of these, what we call an authority hub would look like. Uh, You know, could even show some video, uh, share my screen if we wanted to too, but uh, the, the biggest the biggest shift we started making a few years ago was this. So the reason the reason we started Carrot in the first place um, in 2014 and 2013 was we saw a big opportunity for any high margin service business. But I know real estate well, so we said, let's dive into that market and serve that market well uh, for making your website actually perform. You know, everyone was like, hey, I've got a website, check the box, move on. Uh, and then they were starting to complain around the industry. It could even be a contractor say, I've got a website, but it's not bringing me business. And so we said the next 10, 15 years is not about getting online. It's about getting performance from your uh, web presence. Like how do we actually get business and money from it? And so that's the problem that we had solved early on, Mike, was in the real estate investor industry, turning a website from a brochure thing into a money-making thing consistently. And then what we started to see a few years ago is we said, okay, now uh, we've moved the industry enough on the investor side that now performance is kind of the standard. And a lot of people emulated what we do. And then we said, that's not enough anymore. We're finding, you know, especially as the market's more competitive with more investors, more agents in the market. There's a lot of options for people. I buyers are now in there as well. Now we have to pull back and say, how do we fundamentally not just make them make this, the prospect clear on what we can offer them? Like, how can we solve their problem? And I'll walk you through what that looks like. But number two, how do we make them choose us when most agent or most investors, uh, their offers pretty much fundamentally the same service as investor B, C, and D. It's, I can make you a cash offer. We close pretty darn quickly, you know, and that's probably it. Most agents have a fundamentally similar offer. 
I can list your house or I can drive you around and help you buy a house. Here's my commission. There might be a little bit of variance in a commission rate. There might be a little bit of a variance in what an investor can offer for property, but their, their offering is fundamentally the same. Okay. And so then we ask that question is if, if your offer is fundamentally the same as the other agent or the other investor, now what do we make different? And that's where brand comes in. That's where authority comes in. And so a few years ago, we said, well, what are the things that help you build authority? <clears throat> and how do we make building authority online easier for an investor or for an agent so they can stand out and win more deals? Uh, there's a really good example of a, a client. He's an investor and he owns a brokerage up in Oklahoma City. His name is Carter Steph. Uh, he owns a company called 1-800-2-SELL-HOMES. Had a beautiful custom website. You know, it looked great, cost him eight to 10,000 bucks. He did get deals from it, but his main marketing was offline. It was like radio, TV, a little bit of direct mail seven figure a year business, uh, all, mostly offline. So he kind of ignored the online part because he said, I've got a pretty site, check the box. Most of my deals come from offline. What we had realized, Mike, was this, was, was looking at his traffic and looking at the things I'm going to be walking you guys through, how to make a website perform and how to build authority on it. We said, it looks pretty, but you're missing the key elements. They're going to convert the person from a lead to a customer and convert a visitor from a, a, a visitor to a lead. And it's the things that's trust, right? That's the first thing we want to build uh, with authority is how do we build trust? And there's a few elements to building trust on your website or in your marketing. The first thing is, um, you know, can, can I find the person and contact them? And can I see who they are? A lot of investors, this isn't, this isn't a problem with agents. Uh, a lot of investors hide behind a website. They don't put their faces on an about page. They don't want people to even know who they are for some reason. And the agents are the opposite, right? It's like, all I want to tell you is who I am. Okay. So it's this opposite thing. And then the next thing is um, transparency to process. So if we look at iBuyers and ask, why is it that iBuyers are resonating so well with so many people? It's because transparency to process. If you look at open door and even though you, the seller may not get the best outcome, they may or may not, uh, <clears throat> it's very clear what your price is going to be. Like you go on the website and it goes, Oh, cool. There's a, a thing here that says their fee is going to be between six and 10% or whatever. And they're going to make me an offer and I'm going to get it immediately. And then of course they've got to go through, do a walkthrough or whatever it is, which is going to modify your offer probably, but they're, they're, they're making their process a little bit more transparent. And so there's a few things that we've, that we found work great for investors and agents would, would be able to do this too, Mike on building authority and make your website perform better is uh, especially if you're doing the hybrid model and making offers, you need to demystify how you come up with your price. Because the first thing that a, a motivated seller is thinking is they're probably going to lowball me. I heard from Aunt Sally or from the news lady that, you know, real estate investors, you know, rip people off, which is not true. Um, some do just like some agents rip people off. Uh, the majority are good people that do good business. Um, and so we have to blast, blast through that objection. Well, we, we want to show them. It could be a whiteboard video. Like literally, you could get your cell phone or a webcam like this, put a whiteboard behind you or have someone hold their, your cell phone over the top of you while you're saying, hey, this is Trevor with ABC Home Buyers or with ABC Realty. And you know, we actually have a program where we, where we purchase homes directly from people. Here's some of the situations that are very common that we purchase homes from people. And the biggest question people have is how do we come up with the price? I'm going to be transparent with you that you can sell your house for more if you list it on the market. If you're willing to go through the, the process of listing and open houses and going through the offers and negotiate and wait in a couple months to get your money and all that stuff. 
But if you want things done quickly and you want to sign on the dotted line, get cash within seven days and be able to walk away from the situation, no matter what condition your house is in, here's how we come up with that offer. And then literally I would just like, step one is we do this. Step two is we do this. Step three is we do this. Step four, there's our profit. Step five, here's your cash at the end of the day in this scenario. If this is something that might fit for you, submit your information or call. Like literally walk through the numbers, guys. And you, uh, tell them you tell them your profit? Yep. You said, this is my profit. That's great. Yep. Um, like people want to know how much you're making. And if you're, if you're scared to tell them, um, then like, sure, like we put our pricing right on our website and you should, because I see that like if people don't, it matter of fact, like once we put our price on our website, like we stopped getting tire kickers mm -hmm. um, because yep. they saw the pricing, it was transparent and they get it. Um, yep. That makes a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of sense. Um, I'll give you guys another example. So we have a, a dude uh, he's a property manager. This is nothing to do with investing or not. Brand new property manager. He's in New Jersey. And um, we, uh, he hired us to put a video on every one of his pages and build out his core pages. Mm -hmm. um, and he got, um, he's doing well because he, he's really good at getting people to his site. But when they compare his site, this is property management, right? Yep. So like, do you think any property managers have any videos on their site? Like ever no way, man. Of, of the guy, <laughs> like this guy only has like three doors, Yeah. right? When he started. But it's because what converts is the face because yep. the face and the personality and the person, it doesn't matter if you have a face made for radio. It's just the fact that they want to see somebody mm -hmm. there because when you're messing around, like with one of these large assets and especially motivate sellers, you're dealing yep. with an asset with issues. You probably have some personable stuff. You don't do that with a big company like a no. Zillow or an iBuyer because right now that's the big evil corporations. Yep. Right. And the brand people will do business with a human than they will with a robot. And that's our biggest opportunity. Yep. The Zillows and the iBuyers and the open doors will never develop a personable relationship with any of these sellers, but an individual investor slash realtor or hybrid um, absolutely will. And that's where you guys are going to win um, because you have to get your foot in the door to sell yourself first. Mm -hmm. Otherwise yep. you don't stand a chance. Dude, hundred percent. I've got a, I've got a framework for your content that I was going to play off of what you just mentioned there, Mike is with, with an authority site versus just a website and, and real estate agents are really common for having just a website, you know, where it's like, it's the, the page that says I'm an agent and I'm awesome. And then it's, it's, got a website. It's, it's a, it's a search site. Yeah, exactly. You got your IDX and stuff like that. So what, what we focus on is, yeah, we've got that for agents, but we also have a hybrid site that's straight up for motivated sellers. Um, it, you're marketing for motivated sellers through you know, SEO, Google ads, Facebook ads, things like that. Um, and then you're taking those leads. And then like we talked earlier, you're going, okay, well, I'm making a cash offer or you partner with an investor who will, and then you take the listings. Um, and that, that site's highly focused for sellers only. Like you're not putting IDX stuff on that or anything like that. But on a traditional agent site or an investor site, there's three steps to it. The first step is getting your brand uh, and credibility part of, I call it your core conversion pages. And your core conversion pages essentially are your homepage. The question that should be answered there on the homepage uh, is basically when the person lands there, they've got a thought in their mind of, I've got a problem and I need to solve this problem. Will this company solve it? Do they have a service that looks like it can solve it? And so right at the top, if you're wanting to get sellers, you need to be answering that. You need to say, hey, if you're looking to sell, but blah, 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 we can buy it quickly or we can sell it quickly or whatever the situation is. So once that box is checked in their mind, they go, yeah, they've got a service. The next thing that pops up is, well, how does this thing work? 
you know, how, how does, how does this cash offer thing work? Cause they're not as familiar with that as they might be with uh, listing traditionally, or let's go to agents. If you're just going to be a pure agent, which is fine too, but you're just going to, you're going to focus on authority and stand out. How does how does your process differ than other agents? So at that process, at that part, you might have a, how it works page that really deeply details your marketing process. Now we've got a, a client called the far group up in up in Spokane. They're top, top three agent in the area. They're only three years into the business plan. They are crushing it. And their main thing is content. And so when you go to their site, it breaks down in detail and they have their, their listing presentation that breaks down in detail, their marketing program and their advantage. How does our marketing program work? And so that's the number two thing. Uh, number one was, do they have a service that can help me? Number two, how does the thing work? Number three uh, is, is going to be then have other people done this before me, like IE, are they trustworthy and credible? So that's where having a reviews page is, is going to be next on that core conversion uh, part of your website. And not just any reviews where this is where most agents and investors kind of fall flat on this. And this is going to be one of the bigger lever points that I see in the coming market is most people are used to literally just copying and pasting the review from someone on there. Um, what I want to, what I want to coach you guys to do is curate amazing testimonials, but do it in this way. The only purpose of reviews is to eliminate objections and to increase trust. It's the only purpose. It's not to show that you have a wall of 800 of them. Okay. It's to eliminate objections and increase trust. And so sit, sit down and write down what are the common objections someone would have from working with you? Okay. If you're an investor, it might be, well, they might lowball me. It might be, are they trustworthy? Are they going to close? Cause there's, it's just not, it's, it's not a common thing that to, to sell a house to an investor yet for an agent. It might be, why am I paying them so much? It might be, you know, how are they better than aunt Sally? Um, uh, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Um, all those types of things. Why should I work with an agent versus a, uh, for selling it by myself? Cause the market's so hot, like all those objections. Right. And so what I want to do is write down those objections and go into my next deals or look at the deals you've closed in the past couple months and then ask yourself or ask that client a couple questions. Say, Hey, uh, the first thing guys, I never ask for reviews. I never ask for testimonials. I'd never say, can you give me a testimonial? The second you ask for a testimonial is the second that person is going to clam up and they're going to give you a very generic testimonial. It's going to be something like, Mike was awesome to work with. He cared for us well. I'd highly suggest him. Guys, that's not going to sell anything. What we need to do is find out what objections they had, what things they were nervous about that you overcame. So you could ask, hey, uh, I'm looking for feedback. Um, and uh, we're always looking to improve our service. Would you mind me asking a couple questions so we can just learn how your experience was and so we can improve our service? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So uh, man, it, it sounds like we were able to solve your problem and get you the outcome you're looking to get. Was there anything at all that you were kind of hesitant to or nervous about going in uh, before you decided to work with us? Yeah. Da, 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 da. Okay, cool. Um, did you look at any other agents or any other investors before you chose to work with us? Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, I'm just curious what, what ended up making you choose us instead of those other ones? Well, it was this two, these two things. Okay. Amazing. Awesome. Thank you very much. Is there anything we can improve that da, da, da. And then at the other side of it, I say, cool. Now that we've been able to solve that problem, it sounds like there are some things that you were nervous about. We were able to solve it. I'm so glad. Um, how do things feel now? Um, did we, did we deliver for you? Yeah. Da, da, da. Okay. Awesome. You know what? There's so many other people that have those same things you were nervous about. Would I be able to get out my camera, my phone really quick? And if we could tell your story to show how you, you over, you, we helped you overcome that nervousness and we solved your problem better than those other ones could have. I want to prevent people from working with bad agents or bad investors. Would you mind if we recorded what you just now said on a quick video? 
So now what you, what you did is you coached them through an amazing testimonial. They don't have to make up what they said now. They just told you what they said. And now you're just going to say, would, would, you, would you just be able to say what you just said and then ask them a couple leading questions? Guys, take that, put that as your testimonials, put that as on your Facebook ads, and then pull out the headline that is blasting the objection. Your review should not be copy-paste. It should be put their review in there, but then pull up in a one-sentence headline the objection that it was. I was able to sell way faster with Sally than I ever could have. The last agent couldn't sell the house. Sally sold it in two days. Um, Sally was, you know, what, 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 whatever I it was. I sold my house with tenants in it. It, it, it. Exactly. So bring that up because when someone's scrolling through your website or what we call an authority hub, that's what you need to grab. You know, how many of you have ever bought or not bought a product on Amazon because of one review? Like literally, Guys, one review on Amazon will cause you to buy or not buy. And it's usually because of specifically the one nervousness, objection, or thing that you wanted to know about that product that you were nervous about. And that one review said it was bad. And you're like, ah, man, I was hoping the soles of those shoes wouldn't be sticky because I'm going to be using them for X, Y, Z. Two people said it was sticky. And I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get those ones now. And so make them crazy specific. That alone is going to increase your close ratio. And I'm going to buzz through this, Mike, because I know we're out of time. But after you get your core conversion pages going, that's your homepage. Do you have a service that can solve it? It's your how it works page. How does your process differ? Number three, it's your reviews page. But do reviews the right way. Number four, it's your about page. Those are your four core conversion pages, okay? Um, if you just update those and elevate them the way that we've talked about, uh, you can go to carrot.com. We have a bunch of examples and case studies over there to see them visually. Number two is your location pages. This is how we're going to attract more, more traffic and clients now. It's create those location pages. Most agents though, Mike, only create location pages for buyers, right? Most agents are going to create the homes for sale in Brentwood, which is great. That's a great way to do it. We have tons of our clients doing that and beating Zillow for niche phrases. You're never going to beat Zillow for the homes for sale in city but you're gonna beat Zillow for homes for sale in neighborhood or homes for sale in a niche. You can beat Zillow for those with the right website system and content. So create five, five of those a quarter, five niche location pages a quarter and go deeper and deeper and deeper every time. It, it could be, you've already done the, the location page on homes for sale in this neighborhood. Now next quarter, create a page that's homes for sale with swimming pools in that neighborhood if that's a popular thing or whatever. And that's how Zillow has one online. So create five or so, so of those a quarter to really branch out and start to attract more traffic. But agents start to create those for sellers. Okay, and that's what, that's what, we, that we, what we thrive in. Krista May Shore, a client of ours, ranking number one in Google in, uh, for the, the phrase, sell my house, Brentwood. Guys, it's a seller page she duplicated on her system. Duplicate and create seller pages. Sell my house, sell my house in Brentwood. Sell my house in this neighborhood. Sell my house in this other city you're in. Is that what those people are typing in? Sell my house. Huh? Is that what people are typing in? Yep. The, the top phrases for a motivated house seller are sell my house, insert city, sell my house fast, insert city, um, cash home buyers, insert city. Uh, believe it or not, we buy houses. And a lot of people will say like, why is we buy houses one of the top one or two search phrases all the time for motivated it, house it seller? It built a brand. It, it, exactly. And, it's, and oftentimes it's not even the actual company. It's all the people writing bandit signs on the side of the road or all the direct mail that's getting sent out with the big old words at the top it's saying we right. buy houses. Yeah, it's really smart. And I didn't think about that. So it drives people online. 
Yeah. And so, yeah, those phrases work great. So create those location pages. The last thing that I'll toss over to you, Mike, is this is exactly what Mike was talking about before I kind of went in this little tirade of creating content consistently. And that's what Mike's team does so well as we call it your expert driven content. So your core conversion pages, you do one time, then you update as needed, right? Update your about pages needed, update your reviews page as needed. Location pages do quarterly, okay? And now your, your niche or expert-driven expert, expert -driven content, we say do weekly. And that's, um, that's writing blog posts, or we have a service that automates the blog posts for you and spins them for your market. Or what I suggest, and this is the way I personally do my content at Carrot, is do what we call video posts. You know, take out your cell phone when you're out there at a house in this neighborhood, or when you just talk to a seller that you're buying their house that's inherited, or you're an agent you know, in this, this neighborhood of yours, take out the cell phone and say, hey, this is Trevor with ABC Realty. I'm out here at on the North Umpqua River where, you know, da-da-da, and start to just describe something, you know, where I'm just, I'm selling this house right here. If you're looking to buy a home on the North Umpqua River and then blah, 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 blah. Do a video that's at least three minutes long. I suggest three to, three to eight minutes. Uh, the reason for this is this. Now, most agents do, do videos that are way too short because they're just focused on social media. They're focused on Facebook and Instagram. And Facebook and Instagram are not the place to house your content, y'all. Like you should put it there for sure, but I don't feel it should be your home of your content, okay? The central home. The central home of your content should be your authority hub or your website, but your authority hub. And then use social media to pop it out there. But the problem with social is it's only gonna be up there for 72 hours before it gets pushed down. So you're on this never ending hamster wheel where you always have to put out more and more and more content and you're always gonna be on the hamster wheel. You can never get off of it, okay? And so we say, stop making just only 60 second videos. Those are great, keep doing them, but we're saying not, don't only do those, okay? Uh, start to create longer format videos, three to eight minutes. The reason three to eight minutes is the average person speaks 120 to 160 words a minute. And uh, when you yank all the words out of a video, if it's a three minute video, it's about a 500 word article, eight minute video. It's about a thousand word article. If you're speaking the whole time and Google wants to see content, that's at least 500 words. Otherwise they're not even going to really give it a chance to rank for anything well at all. And so if you do one of those a week and you record that thing, upload it to YouTube um, we have a feature that automates it all. So you upload it to YouTube, put it into our video post feature. We automatically transcribe the whole thing for you behind the scenes. Uh, we send you an email a couple hours later and say, hey, your blog post is ready. It's got the title that came from your YouTube video. It's got your, your video at the top of it. It's got the whole transcription below it and a call to action button at the bottom. Uh, all of it in there automatically. You can do it manually by going to rev.com. Okay, upload it to YouTube send it through rev.com. They'll email it to you, copy, paste, do all that stuff and bring it over. It's just going to take you more time. So that's, that's the way to build an authority hub guys and make it crank, get your core conversion pages nailed. Okay. Trust credibility, the whole thing. Number two, get your location pages quarterly. Number three, weekly expert driven content, ideally video. The core pages, um, everyone wants to skip the core and get right to like the entertainment, but Trevor said yep. some good, uh, we'll get this wrapped up. But there's the difference between short and long form content. Long form content makes you an authority. Uh, short form content is 100% for attention. Yep. Um, all of it should always go back on your website. And we're talking about mm -hmm. multi-purposing, you guys, um, and multi-purposing the context. If it dies in the newsfeed, was the point of creating it? You've yep. got to get in the habit of multi-purposing the context. The more content you have out there, uh, the larger your brand grows. So mm -hmm. the agent that has 24 videos on their website is a lot more marketable than the one has zero. 
Yep. And in each one of those videos, when you do it right, this is the mindset shift that we've been having people make, man, that the, the big drums we've been pounding for the past three to four years has been, uh, like I said, hybrid for us started three years ago and evergreen uh, is, is evergreen. Social media works like direct mail works, cold calling works. They all work like we said, but they're all going to have a different quality of lead. And if you have to cold call or get 70 leads in social media to turn into one client, what if you could get eight leads that turn into a client? That means you have to, you don't have to go through as many leads. It means you don't have to hire as many employees. It means it's going to be simpler to sift through and find the right deals and profit more. And, and the, the big thing is there's the hybrid part we talked about before, which is a, a way that you're offering a service to people. Uh, but then there's the actual, the other part of it, which is how are you marketing? And as long as your primary way of marketing is posting on social media or picking up the phone and calling, like I said, you're always going to be on that hamster wheel. And, and that's our purpose here at Carrot Dude is, is literally like it's our stated purpose is to help people build businesses of freedom and impact. And we know you can't do that when you're on the marketing hamster wheel forever. And so by adding on this evergreen, taking that longer form content and getting it off of social media, keep it there, but putting on your authority hub, every time you do that, it's a new page on your website. And if you have the right system, the right tools, the right website, that's going to load fast and rank well and convert well over time. And it takes time, dude, you, Mike knows it. It's not going to happen in a week. It's, it, it's, it takes patience. It's going to take six to 12 months of consistently doing this to get momentum. But when you do, you're going to look back just like Robert Grant, that guy that texted me, it took him eight months in his market. Um, and now he, yeah, uh, that's probably, to get, that's to get your website performing. You guys are also creating ongoing content. You're getting direct referrals, direct business as you're exactly. in the act of creating content. Yep. So you'll get results directly before the eight months, but he's saying your site will start performing in eight months. And in, then once in, that in happens, you have, you have double whammies coming. You it, got organic exactly. business and then you have ongoing attraction business. And that is attraction. Consistent yep. content creation of the same audience over time works in every single business, every single market. This is not rocket science. We just laid out the formula. All you guys got to do is mm -hmm. copy it. The question is, are you? It's freedom, guys, and, and this we're most all finishing. Not. Do, exactly. That most people won't because it takes work. Yeah. It, it takes work. It takes commitment. It's going to take getting out of comfort zone to learn the other side of real estate. You know, to learn, man, uh, how, what, what if I do want to make cash offers, or what if I do want to partner with, with an investor? It's going to take jumping out of that comfort zone and learning the other side of it. And I think a lot of agents think it's the riskier side of real estate. And it's not really riskier. It's just, you need to understand how that model works. And we have tons of content on our website. You just go to carrot.com, look at our blog, look at our podcast. We have tons of content that teaches you how to wholesale or how to flip houses, if that's what you wanted to do. Tons of content, how to motivate, how to, how to attract motivated sellers. And if you have no interest in wholesaling or flipping, awesome. Find someone who does and you just generate those leads and give them the leads that are the cash buy leads and you take the listing leads. Yep. It's coming folks. It's yep. coming. It's going to be in every single major market. Folks, thank you for listening to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. Look up Trevor. Uh, we love their sites. We endorse them. Um, if you guys, they have great content um, sites. I'm actually going to make Trevor an affiliate pitch right after this podcast <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> uh, but the... Uh, what we're saying here is just like, you got to get, you got to get content creation. You guys gotta look at your offer, look at this hybrid model. Um, folks, so thank you for listening to our episode of real estate marketing. Dude, if you like what you saw here today, we could actually script edit and distribute all the videos on top of all these core pages. We could even build this offer mm -hmm. in this hybrid model we're talking about. 
And if not, we have a course coming out. We actually have a done for you hybrid model coming out as well. And all the stuff we're talking about just coincidentally um, just sort of came to fruition, Dave. Um, we didn't even know what we were going to talk about today, but it no. uh, seems like we're speaking the same wavelengths and the same language. And we got to have a conversation when we hang up this. It's going to be very top secret, but you guys will see about it soon. <laughs> Thanks for it. listening, guys. Um, connect to our show. Thanks for the reviews. Go ahead and subscribe to us on our, our YouTube channel. We are trying to build that up. And if you like the tips you saw here today, you'll be getting weekly videos. Uh, connect with me on uh, Instagram. Facebook, YouTube, all those places. And thank you for listening. If you guys need any help scripting, editing, or distributing your videos, you go to realestatemarketingdude.com, click on my site, and I'll follow you around online until we have a conversation. And when we do, you'll be happy we did. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you another time. Peace. Thank you, guys. Thank you for watching another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. If you need help with video or finding out what your brand is, visit our website at www.realestatemarketingdude.com. We make branding and video content creation simple and do everything for you. So if you have any additional questions, visit the site, download the training, and then schedule time to speak with a dude and get you rolling in your local marketplace. Thanks for watching another episode of the podcast. We'll see you next time.